this is also sex on TV really well done. Like, it's, I think I'm willing to go headfirst into a situation where I refuse to believe that these people are actors and not yes. lovers. Uh, I, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't even have that real sex with my husband. Like their sex is <laughs> more real than my sex. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. talk about normal people because I haven't been so excited about a series. Actually, I'm lying. I loved um, the most recent series of what was that one that I like? See? You Fuck. Lo- Fuck. You loved I it can't so much. <laughs> this is what happens. I can't even have fucking three sips of alcohol until my brain just expires on me. What did you love? I loved Never Have I Ever. That's where I'm going okay. with this. Fucking yeah. love Never Have I Ever. Was so sad when that ended thinking is there going to be another series that could fill my heart again? And fucking normal people, you and I are getting to work on that together for eTalk. Um, we, well, you are going to be interviewing the stars. And by the time this comes out, no one will have seen it yet because it hasn't launched in Canada. But can we just let people know how good it is? Well, I think the the issue is that lots of people already know how good it is because it's aired in England, it's aired in the United States, I think it's aired in Australia, I think it's aired in Ireland. Sorry, for like, Canadians. My bad. For Canadians, yeah. And I read the book. If you follow us on laneygossip.com, you know that I've been writing about the book for like over a year and I was so excited for this series and it wasn't like airing in Canada or hasn't aired in Canada until – it will be airing on CBC Gem in a couple weeks. So we're super excited. But not to get all preachy, I know that there are people in Canada who've ripped it. And they have? Oh, yeah. For so sure. For what? And oh, well, I thought you meant rip. So you mean ripped it like bad reviews or ripped it offline? No, ripped it. Like watched it illegally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, of course. And here's here's the thing, especially now during the pandemic where content creation and content creators are concerned. Like I can't, I can't do it anymore because people need to get paid for their yes. creative output. You Especially and I are this in time. the industry yeah. and we both know people who are out of work. We yeah. know people who are in danger of being out of work and, you know, and so there've been a lot of emails coming in to laneygossip.com being like, when are you going to talk about normal people? And I would have loved to talk about it, but we haven't been able to talk about it. We will be able to talk about it, but we haven't because I, I, not that I need, deserve a prize, but I needed to be ethical about not stealing it. Okay, that's but really- But now that we have officially been invited as members of the press uh, in Canada to preview it. Oh my God, Okay, I'm thank wet. you. Get there. Yes. <laughs> it is so Yes, good. I told you how horny it was. Okay, well, I would like to tell people that, yes, it's horny, but it's also 
very sad. And the only reason why I'm shocked by that is because, as you know, I'm not a big time reader. I totally didn't even know this book existed. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was watching, when I like, oh, what just happened? One moment. Oh, a little ear pod fell out. Can't do AirPods because my holes are too shallow. My holes are too shallow too. Right? And they fucking fall out. I don't know how people mine have these things in and they go running nope. and they don't go nope. anywhere. My I mine agree. falls out once a day. Once a day? I can't even put those in and them last in for like more than like 35 seconds. Well, I can't move around. Anyway. Okay. We're gonna okay. move off. Oh, oh right. Book so is, no, no. Yeah. I, so you I haven't read the book because I don't a read books. Philistine. Um, but for the people that have, they've of course know that it's, you're going to be taken for a ride. Anyway, I just thought it was so great. I was watching it with Corey and as I told you. You didn't want to watch it with Corey. I didn't because I was, no, but then I realized <laughs> like he loves, as I told you last night, as I texted you, he loves, he loves, he loves a good teen drama. He loves teen shit. Even when they, like when the, um, when the episodes go into university, he's like, oh, like I wanted to keep being back in the the high school. And I was like, yes, me yeah. too. I love you. <laughs> this is why I love you, Corey. Um, but anyway, it's just so good. It's like this mix of like goodwill hunting meets like, I don't know, breakfast club. I don't know. There's like all the, these great little bits of things that you can take away. And now I'm like obsessed with that Connell guy and their relationship. And I feel like all the Twihards are going to now move on to this relationship. Oh, but this is also sex on tv really well done like it's i think i'm willing to go headfirst into a situation where i refuse to believe that these people are actors and not yes. lovers uh, I, <laughs> right i don't i don't even have that real sex with my husband like their sex is <laughs> more real than my sex how <laughs> i've never seen know, such right? beautiful sex in my life it oh i know it Everything. It felt really and wrong to watch when they were in their high school. Like I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to watch this. Seems a little bit like kitty porn. Okay, I, can we – neither no. of them look like they're in high school, P.S. No, so. I know that, but I was also trying to be ethical. But um, you know what I like about these sex scenes is in – typically in, I don't know, entertainment sex scenes, yeah. love scenes, nobody groans or moans. And there's a lot of like sighing and – like deep breathing and right like yeah I'm, I'm not saying oh that kind of moaning like because oh, I was gonna oh, say there's a that. lot of that there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of that kind of moaning in television it was like it it's more the gentle like grunt, yes right yes. yeah and as that, I said the, yeah. there's like pain in their face like their horniness is so painful you know yeah. it was like it's just they're yes. such good actors if like, that wasn't real it's They're the such pain good actors. Of wanting someone that bad. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, that's probably all we can say about it for now. Yeah. No but spoilers. If you're in Canada, but we'll talk about it more for sure. If you're in Canada, CBC Gem has got you. Can you guys do you and Duanna do a show your work on sex scenes? Like, I would love to know. I know that they had an intimacy coach on that. Yep. Could you guys d delve into what an intimacy coach means? I, I need to know what behind the scenes is. Once you're in a sex scene like that. Well, I mean, they're starting to have these on most sets now. And we've talked about past intimacy coaches for like The Deuce, you know, that show The Deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this I find is either it's the evolution of 
how um, how intimacy coaches have been working in the industry, this is like the best version of it. I'm it. It's so it's, hot. It's, it's so good. It's fucking chef's kiss. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's it's done so perfectly. Anyway, this is one of those, and this is one of those shows where aren't you going to go back and watch like episode two? That was like I think it was like a twelve minute long sex scene. <laughs> I got very uncomfortable <laughs> after a while. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I will. I know you oh. will, but I don't know. It's still fucking right. excellent television. Okay, let's go on to some people's drama. Okay. Um, are we ready? Here are the questions that I have to read again. Just fucking deal with it. Hold okay. on. Let me just take a sip because <laughs> okay, just to make I sure. To take a sip too. Just to make sure that my advice is super not on point today. This is a mistake, what I'm doing. Okay. Go on. What has it been, like 10 weeks since we've been in our homes without seeing our friends in this lockdown? Yeah. Are you wanting to make me cry before we No. I'm do just this? saying. I haven't. Okay. Anyway, bye. Or not bye, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's loopy now. It's, we've gotten loopy. All right. Hi, okay. Sasha and Lainey. Longtime listener and reader here. I adore the two of you, and this is my favorite podcast. Thank you. Um. There's more compliments. I won't read them because probably people don't want to listen to that. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so my drama involves a coworker. Let's call her Heidi. We are both in our 20s. She's 22 and I'm 26. I've been at our company a few more years than she has, but we've gotten along great the times we work together. Before I get into the nitty-gritty of it, I want to paint a picture of the environment we work in. That was an alcohol burp. Great. I think you, we could have gotten by without that. <laughs> Would have been an easy edit, but I'm glad that you <laughs> alerted everyone of that. <laughs> All right, please. I'm crying already. Okay, go. All right. We work with corporate multi-million dollar companies and tend to interact with high-level management on a day-to-day basis. Our clients are in some of the biggest cities across the U.S. and Canada. While my company does not have a strict dress code in place, they do require us to have a professional put-together image. Now to the meat of my drama with Heidi. She's a very shabby dresser. To elaborate on what I mean, she rarely has her hair combed and sports a top knot or a ponytail on most days. She wears ill-fitting pants with an elastic waist that is always visible due to her poorly tucked-in shirts and cardigans. And while our company does not dictate what footwear women can wear, most of the women I work with wear flats, slightly heeled booties, etc. She always wears black sneakers with white socks. Now, this part has me feeling most conflicted. She has a visible upper lip stash, slightly thicker face fuzz, and has never groomed her eyebrows as far as I can tell. Please know that I want to be considerate of people's socioeconomic circumstances, but she comes from a very well-to-do family. Oh, like shabby chic. This mm. is exactly what I, this l- is, Listen, right? you listen. know where I'm going with this. Wow, because I, I first I wanted to be very conscious of the fact that this person might be, you know, from a, diff- a different income bracket, but yeah. no. Okay, we're going shabby chic here. All right. I, this is fucking Grey Gardens. This is me. This is how I dress <laughs> and how I hope to dress. Okay, anyway, let's continue. <laughs> She comes from a very well-to-do family. She currently lives at home with her parents and her job pays north... What? She currently lives at home with her parents and her job pays north of $90,000 a year. 
She presented herself differently during interviews right out of school, but has since turned up to work every day dressed as described above. Her work is good, though. While she's come off somewhat unprofessional on a few occasions, we chalk this up to her being young and expect that this will change as she has more exposure in the industry. On the more technical aspects of our job, however, no complaints. Her lack of effort to look more presentable has been noticed, and our managers have not said anything to her about this. I might be wrong, but I suspect this is because they do not want to get into a potentially awkward conversation. Here's my drama. Should I talk to her about her work attire and maybe grooming herself a bit? I can honestly say I've never noticed what my colleagues wear, but her sloppiness stands out. I feel like this will affect her ability to grow professionally. Is this me contributing to archaic expectations of women at the workplace? Should I just mind my own business and say nothing? If you feel like it might be okay for me to talk to her, how do I come at this from a place of care and support rather than judgment? Please call me out if my attitude is adding to the multitude of professional challenges women already face. That is never what I want to do, and it is why I've been struggling so much with this. Thanks so much. Confused. Okay. So uh, someone is dressing like a hybrid of you and me. A hundred percent. Yeah. What what I would term uh, rich hippie, which is what I've always said. You know what? Those really rich people who dress like they have one dollar to their name. People do that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a look. But okay. Keep yeah. on going. So clearly Heidi is a rich hippie. I think so. So, okay. Do you talk to her about it? Well, I, this reminded me of something. And it's something that you had talked about in a previous season about when you're – someone you knew had bad breath, mm. right? And you had to confront that person about their bad breath as like a good friend, right? And for me, this sort of is kind of the same thing. Um, first off – Again, Heidi, we're going back to, I feel like Heidi's above board in the casual dress mode. I bet you we would both covet her style if we saw it. However, this isn't just confused feelings. Like this isn't her personal feelings. She's heard from her higher ups that this is something that they've noticed as well. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I would want to intervene only because I wouldn't want people starting to gossip about Heidi. Right. You know, that, that. Like, this isn't like a, oh, I don't fucking like your white socks and black runners. It's like, oh, like this might impede future meetings, future whatever, future Mm -hmm. uh, goals that she might have in the office that she's in. So just, I'm just a little, it's so tricky. So this is why I was going to pass the buck to you because I know that you've had those tricky conversations before. But I mean, this is, I'm conflicted because I have, I think, I've had the tricky conversations before, but I mean, this is really uh, an issue of trend style versus um, environment style. Like the shit that you and I wear, you can't wear in a law firm. No, but we are in a creative environment, which is why we're allowed to do that. Because I just want to make it clear that Probably how Heidi dresses is actually very on trend. And mm-hmm. I bet you the individual pieces of her clothing are, like, nice. Yeah. I bet you when someone calls her a shabby dresser, the pants are probably fucking… Isabel Morant. R13. R13, Isabel Morant, whatever. And the sweaters are… Or the tops are, like, James Purse or… What right, Rick? Oh, I'm sure there's a Rick Owens in there somewhere. Yeah. And as for like the white socks with black sneakers, that's actually a thing because 
if you actually have nice black sneakers, you shouldn't wear dark socks because then… White socks all the way. White socks because you want the sneakers to pop. Correct. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. So I… But clearly, she's working in an environment where they're probably behind street style or… Or that's just they, not… Or that's just not what you're supposed right. to be wearing. Right. So I, I… So this is not a case of like… I just don't think this is a case of hygiene or really sloppiness. I think this is a case of aesthetic in an, in a certain environment, like the law firm thing, you know? Right. Where but they you are ex- have to wear. So that's what I'm saying. They're expected to have a certain look. I don't think that's fair, but that's obviously the cookie cutterness of this kind of work environment. I, before we get into like what she should say, if she should say anything about the attire, where I do not think she should say anything is about her fucking upper lip or like peach fuzz on her face because yeah. that that is like, don't even fucking dare go there. Yeah. Um, that is none of your business. Uh, but I think that Confused could offer something like one little thing, be like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up, like sneakers, like ooh, maybe don't, maybe like try to find like a pair of loafers or flats. Maybe just choose one item that she could pick on as opposed to be like, hey, Heidi, your whole look is fucking whack. You know, like I don't think that's going to fly, but maybe she could pick one thing to say, maybe you could just alter that. Yeah, I, oh, I, I'm so conflicted here because I also think that this is in part about identity, right? Like mm-hmm. how we express ourselves, how we present ourselves to the world is often through our clothing choices. And in that environment, you have a uniformity, a conformity. And conformity has become a bad word, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To conform to something is often, especially in a certain generation, now seen as like, you're stifling me. Like, why should we conform? Isn't individuality what we want? This person's work is clearly up to standard, and it was pointed out that um, she was somewhat unprofessional on a few occasions, but she is young. Like, you can't guarantee that someone who dresses properly, in quotes, isn't ever going to be unprofessional. So this is really about clothing identification. Sure, but Heidi isn't a dummy. She knows what kind of field she's entered, right? She is, like, relatively new, it seems like it, because she's young. Um... I just don't know. I mean, it's hard, right? Because you don't want to stifle somebody. But at the same time, if there is a groove that everyone has to go in, then does she follow? This is actually really tricky. Like part of me now is like confused. Don't say fucking shit. Leave it to somebody higher up who's in charge. But confused is just trying to be an ally to Heidi, right? Just trying to help her out. But here's, here's the thing. Is Heidi, Heidi's 22 years old has recently joined the company or at least confused has has been yeah. with the company a lot longer. Um, has this held Heidi back yet? You know, I think that the question that confused has is, um, I feel, quote, I feel like this will affect her ability to grow professionally. Well, confused, maybe you need to let that happen first. Mm. It's, right? Really? We all... We all fail. But when it's preventable, if she could have just given her another shoe alternative? I I don't know. I think that these are 
I, I don't know that, first of all, I don't think that she would fail because of her clothing choices, but there might be a minor setback. And I think that's the best time to have a conversation like this. Okay. I, I also worry about gossip too. Like we've had people that have come into our workspace many, many years ago, maybe even before your time, that one of the interns was dressing like super inappropriately. And it was hard because it was like, you don't want to slut shame her by any by any stretch. But at the same time, it's like you're in a workplace, right? So like you might right. not be able to wear your your bar clothes to work. Like that's just not – that's not what's happening here. And we have the privilege of, as we said, like working in a super creative environment and most things go. And that didn't go because it was like a little bit much. Um, but somebody in HR dealt with it. So I'm wondering if – confused while she's concerned and wants to like be a chum and like help 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 Heidi out maybe does take a step back and fucking wash her hands clean of it and let someone else's hands get dirty <laughs> right the the people who are actually in charge the people who right. actually make those decisions if it is actually that bothersome then maybe let those people do that because i don't even know how you i'm like trying to construct like a nice way to say something about someone's style and it just seems like it just seems like uh really intrusive. <laughs> yeah, I I'm inclined to leave this at it like go sort of uh animal kingdom here in in the sense of, you know, you let your baby fall or you let your puppy fall or uh, you 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 let your children fall a little bit and they'll figure out what the issue is or they they'll ask what the issue is and then you give a pointer. Okay. Um 22 years old fresh into the industry these are kind of like i don't i don't mean to assign um attributes to this person but i remember my, in my case you know when you're 22 and fresh out of university and you're fucking swinging your dick around you're like i know everything and you're humbled you're mm. humbled in your first workplaces where people are there who you meet who are more experienced who've learned who know as much as you do, but have the added advantage of having done the job for longer instead of just getting like a textbook clinical appreciation of what, what you know, what the field is. Right. And, you know, um, I wonder if this is, I wonder if this is like the workplace equivalent of helicopter parenting, mm. where you, right. you take care of people, you take care of the children and you don't let them experience any taste of failure and you do everything for them so that they can't get themselves out of a quagmire. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I feel like I feel like I'm going to agree with you just because I think it's the safest thing right now. Do you know what I mean? I think it's the safest option. And like confused is, uh, you know, right on to be confused because it's it's got us in a pickle too. Like we don't really know what to say either like definitively. That's why I'm like, maybe yes. Like I, now I'm starting to come around and agree with Lainey is maybe let, um, let what happened happens. Like maybe she'll stumble or maybe, um, the higher ups will intervene. Um, but right now might not be the right move to make any move. Yeah. I, I would sit on this confused. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not affecting your work. Um, sit it's on it. It's not affecting hers. It's not affecting and, Heidi's. Yeah. I would sit on it and see where it goes. Um, and yeah, if you can, like, I was just going to, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking too. I really want to look at these outfits and I know. <laughs> also, see what they look like. 
Yeah. And when she was describing that. See if we that, can borrow it. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, <laughs> she's got a fucking stash. Hey, fuck me too. If I don't have my razor blades, I'd be growing one too. So I feel Heidi. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, ready? Next. I graduated a little over a week ago, lost the job I had lined up, and am still painfully single. A part of me likes the alone time for reflection and just to take a break from all the shitty people out there, but there's one nagging doubt in my mind, my ex. When I met him, I thought I found the one I'd been looking for. We had crazy chemistry both inside and outside of the bedroom, same interests and worldviews and just enough differences to keep things spicy. Just as we were ramping up, he moved to BC. We met in Alberta, where I still live, to take care of his mother who was beginning chemo. I never really understood the issues between him and his mother, but I gathered things were tense. When he left, he didn't take time to say goodbye to me, which stung, but I ultimately understood. Besides, I'm not some jackass who would say to choose me over a parent in need. But I did hope we could be friends, and deep down, I just wanted him to ask me to move there once I graduated. That didn't happen. We dragged it on via text for a while before I called it quits when it became too painful. Now, I'm not going to ask if I should reach out to him in this mess because I'm guessing you would say not to if I can't handle the potential rejection. Well, Facts. you've learned. You've learned. <laughs> but now I have no school, no job, and no love to focus on. I'm feeling terribly lost and aimless, as I'm sure many people are right now. I'm doing the best I can to stay busy, be creative, but now I'm hung up on this guy as if it happened last week. My question is, what's the best way to put someone behind you that you think was so right for you? How do I move forward when life is at a standstill? Mike. All right, Mike. So your ex-boyfriend is living in an entirely different province. For our American listeners, that's like a different state. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, life sucks. You have no job. You probably like have not much money. Yeah. And... You're hanging on to the last time things were good, which is this person. Which is what so many of us are doing. When you're fucking bored and you're lonely, where does your mind go? Oh, like the good times. Mm-hmm. But let's all remember those good times were soiled for a reason, hence why you guys broke up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like what's the better, what's the lesser of two evils? You being lonely, but still like, happy with yourself or inviting unnecessary pain from the West Coast into your life to suffer in more loneliness. Because you've even said it, Mike, you know that it's not a good thing to call him. You know what the answer is. The dude peaced out and didn't even say goodbye to you. That he served up to you on a fucking platter what you mean to him, which is Not much right now. And I know that hurts. That was a really mean thing for me to say. But it's true. The dude's not interested. So if you go knocking on that door again or if you start fantasizing, it's actually just going to bring more pain, which is like not where you're at right now. So if you step over that boundary, if you step over that, 
and cross into pain land, this quarantine is going to feel like hell to you. Yeah. I I don't know. You have a smile. You have a fucking (laughs) dirty, sneaky-ass smile. Mike, don't take what is going to come out of her mouth right now. It's going to be something (laughs) not ideal. No, I think that Mike was right because ordinarily we're like, hey, don't reach out if you can't handle the potential rejection. So that Mm -hmm. still stands, right? Yes, yes. If you can handle the rejection, if you're prepared for it, fine, go for it. Like nobody that still can. stands. That still stands. I guess I guess I'm being caught in a little bit of like um a suggestible, I don't know. It's not I'm not the one getting the advice, but a suggestible moment in that I'm suggestible right now in these matters because we've just like been spending so much time with normal people. Yeah. But what what is really great about shows like normal people. Um, and insecure too is mm-hmm. they they present both sides of a relationship, especially when things go sour. And what's really interesting is that when you have a fight with someone you're really into, like you have intense feelings for, whether or not that's a romantic partner or like your best friend, the things that are said in those moments are interpreted differently. Mm-hmm. So you can be in a fight with someone who you have very, very strong feelings for, and they can say to you, I'm going to try to come up with an example in this state of mind, but they can say to you something like, I just need to take a breather. And if you are someone who might have insecurities, if you're particularly like raw and insecure on that given day, you might hear that as, I want to break up with you. Right. Miscommunication. I can't breathe. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that sounds extreme given that right now we're like dealing in a sort of black and white situation. We recorded what I just said, but people can internalize things so differently. Differently. Yeah. You're so right. And so the way that Mike laid out how he and his ex broke up, there was an entire, like a super stressful situation. The the dude has a very bad relationship or a tense relationship or at least a fraught relationship with mm-hmm. his mother. The mother is sick and needs yep. to do chemo. So there's all that. And then he just kind of pieced out. Some people peace out because so to, su- say, to say goodbye uh. – in person mm-hmm. would be too hard. And so he took the no. easy. So no. anyway, I'm no. just romanticizing no. all yes, of Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. The end. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, Mike, you have the romanticized version, which is mine, which is, which is the, da- take, which is the yeah, dangerous one. Dangerous one. If you, ha- But you have to be able to take the rejection. Yeah. And, and then you have the sensible. This is sense and sensibility. This is Jane Austen right here. True. I'm... You're Eleanor and I'm Marianne. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yes. You can take Eleanor, Sasha, which mm-hmm. is sense, using your head and just moving on from this. Or you can take Lainey, Marianne, which is sensibility. Which AKA is the rom- devil. Which is romance <laughs> and chasing after it. Right? You have time to chase after it. If it's going to be there, it will be there after the quarantine. Do not go chasing for it now. But or did ever, we answer but... the question? The question is, oh. Oh, oh did we not? 
great. Okay. <laughs> Mike's question What's the was, question? We fucking suck at this. No, what, we Mike's do not. Mike's question was, what's the best way to put someone behind you <laughs> that you oh. think was so right for you? Oh, shit. Well, I certainly didn't. So, yeah. I didn't answer the question. Fuck. N- Sasha, nor did go I. ahead. Well, we've talked about this so many times. And, and again, oh my God, I'm such a fucking broken record. Is It's time. It's time. And, I, and it's such a boring fucking answer, but it's true. Time just fucking heals. Um, and time working on yourself and time asking yourself questions. And time even asking the question that Lainey just asked you, which is, are you able to sign yourself up for rejection? Like these are all the... You have to answer the questions in order to mend past scars of a relationship. And that's how you move on. You just have to fucking do the dirty work and let time pass. And that's why I go back to our really sound advice when we didn't answer your question, which is don't go there. You're not ready. You're not ready. And this isn't the time to like start reaching out to somebody. So in order to put someone in the past, you have to keep them in the past. Stop bringing him up to the surface right now. Oh, shit. I just realized Mike just graduated like last week. Dude, it's been a week. <laughs> oh, it's only been one week since they parted ways? No, no. He His whole thing is that he graduated a week ago and lost his job. Yeah. So he's single. So these two events that are giving him so much free time and anxiety have are like a week, are oh, a week yes. long. It's right? very new. So of yeah. course, it's very new. So, Mike, all of this is so fresh. You know, of course you're feeling so confused and I don't want to use this word lightly, but desperate. It's been a week, though. Like, let's sit with this for another – let's call it another week. Oh, fuck. Longer than that. No. Let's (laughs) wait until we're all allowed to sit in a park together. So, like, maybe in three months. Let it sit. That's a long time. Let it sit. It's This is all too new. Well, all right. We've given you sense and sensibility, so take your pick and good luck. And hey, if you are sensibility, aka Marianne, aka Lainey, give us a follow up. Thank you. Um, ready? <laughs> yeah. Last question. <laughs> my sister moved out 18 months ago, cross country, out of our mom's house and into my house with my husband and two children. We have a split level, so she took the basement. It's not fancy, but the rent was cheap, and she gets to see her niece and nephew, something she really wanted out of this move, as we were all close. She met a guy pretty early on, and it got weird, but she insisted she was just having fun. Cut to a year and a half later, he's still around. I want to say up front, I've never even spoken to this guy, despite him coming in and out of the house repeatedly. My sister is upset that I have no interest in this situation, and I'm hoping it will just end without me ever meeting him. Here's why. Okay. There are three reasons. I will read all of them. But reason number one, the day after they first hung out, he dropped off at our house. He didn't have a car back then. He got dropped off at our house. My sister left the door unlocked for him and he went downstairs and smoked blunts until she got home. I picked up my kids from school and arrived home to that. It totally flipped me out. Her reasoning was he lived half an hour away and he was working in town that week, so she said he could stay at the house until she got home from work to drive him back to his place. My question was, well, why didn't he think it would be okay? Why did he think it would be okay to chain smoke blunts when everybody is coming home from work and school and this is not his house? He did that for several days until my husband stepped in. Okay. Two, she went out of town for two weeks and the night she came back, my husband and I woke up to this guy starting a fire in our neighbor's front yard at 2 a.m. 
Uh, yes, he was blackout drunk and started a fire in our elderly neighbor's yard the day a burn ban went into effect due to wildfires. Oh my God. My husband confronted him and his response was he wanted to welcome my sister home. My sister told me to back off and that I was overreacting when I told her how stupid I thought this whole thing was. Okay. Cut to COVID-19. You can probably guess where this is going. I bet you this guy moved in, right? They believe it's a conspiracy. Oh, my God. There are those. I was willing to give this guy a break. I I swear, like right up to this point. And now he's a conspiracy theorist. Okay. (laughs) So the sister and this dude believe it's a conspiracy and not as bad as the media makes it out to be. He's in and out of the house. Meanwhile, we have no idea where he goes or who he interacts with. He does not live here. He's not been isolating here. Recently, he was sick for over a week, and my sister let him stay with her. She did not tell us he was here, nor that he was sick. She was in and out of our house during that time, and when we found out, my husband and I both said it wasn't right, that she did not tell us about this, and let us make our own decision about interacting with her. We are taking COVID-19 pretty seriously. Well, you should be. Mm -hmm. She swore he had food poisoning, and again, that I just don't like him, and that is the problem. When I said that we are only comfortable hanging out with her outside with proper social distancing, her response was that she would just stay out of our way for the foreseeable future. I need help. I love my sister, but she just totally shuts down about this. She's had limited dating experience, and this guy is not ugly. That's the best. Oh my God. This is truth. I love this. That's, hey, lay it all out. She's limited and he's probably attractive, right? It's hot. Okay. They get outside a lot and seem to have fun, but she's 29 years old. I'd like to have an adult conversation that does not end in pouting and hurt feelings. She thinks it's a big deal that he even likes her. Oh. My mom is on my sister's side because my sister is very sensitive and frankly, I'm not. Neither of them has apologized for any of the weird behavior and I do not want to apologize for things I'm not sorry for. Now, everyone except my husband wants me to suck it up and meet this guy and allow him to interact with my family in the midst of our self-isolation. She won't even say if he's her boyfriend. She continues to say they're just close friends. But she's very, very upset to the point I think she may move out and in with this guy. I don't know what to do. Am I the asshole? Okay. Well, first of all, no, right? No. No. But not an asshole. Not an asshole. A concerned sister. But when sometimes sister and sister interactions can be riddled with a lot of past stuff. Mm -hmm. And that seems like that's what's happening here. Like, from what I can sense, our, did our writer leave a name? Uh, Kay. Kay is probably, like, has it together, you know, like, has this great family, is, like, all sorted, and then here comes her sister, who's young and free and kind of, like, has probably always been like that, but is also super insecure. and You know what I mean? Like, the way Kay has painted it, it just seems like there is that, like, um, unbalanced sister relationship, right, where... The younger sister feels like older sister looks down on her and treats her like a fucking kid. You know, like I can sense that. And and that dynamic will never work if that's the dynamic you continue to have. So right. I feel like there's a lot of things that can change here. If you are going to have that conversation with her, which I think you should, 
um, it has to be on the same level. You can't come down on her. You can't come down on her decisions. Um, she's young. She's in love. The dude's hot. Um, and then the other layer of it is she hasn't, the sister hasn't even met the guy yet. And I think you have to have that before you make any decisions. You have to yeah. have a conversation with the dude. Yeah. Because maybe he's just, he sounds like a dummy. He just sounds like a dummy. The fire seems whack as shit. But like he wanted to have that for her to be like, hi, welcome home. I made you a fire. Like it's stupid, but it's pretty cute too. I really don't like the fact that they're like idiots about the COVID-19 and the conspiracy. Like clearly. No. So two ni- at best naive people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. He sounds like a goofy dummy. And yeah. No offense, but your sister also sounds a little naive that's totally uh, that's the best word I they're can like two keanu reeves they're like two and keanu reeves she, yeah <laughs> i i i believe that keanu reeves believes in science though true i'm talking bill and ted's keanu reeves sorry sure yeah <laughs> um i feel like even bill and ted's keanu <laughs> reeves true. believes that's in science <laughs> you're right okay go on <laughs> um, anyway so uh, you're right i think that these are two dummies mm-hmm. um and but I want to validate Kay's, Kay's feelings because, like, how how else are you supposed to, like, ha- have a, an image of someone when the first time you meet them is they – A, a hotbox your house. fucking yeah. hotbox in your house, right? Yeah. Like, of course – you are absolutely right in, like, you got the worst first impression of totally. him and that was your sister's fault. Yes. She – and this is this is not about him. I hate to say it. Like, he might be an idiot, but I really do think this is about your sister. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, your sister seems a little bit inexperienced mm-hmm. romantically, clearly. Yeah, insecure. But I wonder if she's, like, inexperienced in common sense, in fending for herself, in socialization, mm-hmm. right? It's really – I think that that move to be like, oh, he – he lives far away, so I just gave him a key or I left the house unlocked, and he was just going to walk in the first time. Like, she's she's clueless. Your sister is clueless. So this is an issue between you mm-hmm. and your sister, and mm-hmm. I think the love now has to come in. Like, you have to summon your love for your sister yeah. and look to her with a little compassion. Like, uh, yes. you're a smart girl, woman, it sounds like, and you have a sister who is very… Impressionable. And naive, as you said. But also and has sensitive. No, but is very sensitive. But I just don't I, – I do not think that she knows how to kind of maneuver in the world. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, but she's still young, right? 29? She's, oh, she's 29. Okay, fine. Some people are late bloomers. There's obviously something up, right? It's like she is obviously a little bit stunted in that um, and maybe has been babied all her life, i.e., her mother is protecting her too. You know what I mean? Like she's maybe yeah. being coddled and this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a coddled 29-year-old. I think that that is like, you know, to leave the door open and have a dude just come over and not give your sister a heads up, not give anyone in the house yeah, a heads she, up. It's just – she she makes dummy moves. But I think also like lacking in social graces or etiquette graces or lessons in how to communicate. All sure, of that. All of the combination. Above. So Kay, this is about you and your sister. Leave him out of it. You got to get think things Kay right. should. You don't think Kay should at least meet him? Oh, yeah. Meet yeah. him. Like meet him and 
don't hold a grudge against him. Like he, this is not, most of this is not really his fault. It's mm-hmm. sorry, it's your sister's fault. Yeah, she Lay invited him in. Lay the blame where it belongs. Yeah. But I don't think, and then Kay um, kind of fucking mic drops at the end and is like, oh, well, I'm afraid that she's going to move out. I, I would encourage that. Uh-huh. I'm like, that is not like a bad alternative here. So I still think you should mend the bridge with your sisters so that she doesn't feel like, you know, like doesn't have a chip on her shoulder about this whole thing. But I definitely think you should encourage her to fucking find her own place. Like it's obviously not working so well with her living in your basement. I mean, the way that she, obviously the way she describes her sister is that she's this really fragile person. Mm-hmm. And um, there are two ways, I mean, there are two ways to do this. It's, okay, then it's independent of this guy. Like, how is are you and your family going to help your sister not be so fragile in so many aspects of her life? Like, I yeah. don't give a shit about him. Meet him, have dinner with him, like… Really? In your mind, you got to no, stop no, no. making it about him. This is but, about her. Yeah, I agree. Don't ha- meet him for dinner. Have a social distance, something in your backyard where you can talk to but him. Whatever. Like, um, I don't know. But yes, yes. Talk but I do to him agree. over a fence. But it was sort of coming back to kind of what you said during our Heidi question, which is like, maybe let Heidi fall. I think maybe let your sister fall a little bit so she can learn. I, I think that maybe you and your mother have always tried to protect her and smother her and help her. But that has somehow stunted her growth to make her own decisions and to like use common sense um, and have, you know, what you were talking about, like respect and just like fucking good decision-making, maybe let her fucking grow up. And part of that would be not letting her live in your basement. Like, I think you're such a good sister. You sound like someone who loves her sister, is concerned for her sister, wants the best for her sister, but maybe um, living under one roof isn't 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 what's best for her yeah i i i think that your your sister it sounds like your sister has a lot of growth mm-hmm. growing to do i don't know if that means growing in your basement or <laughs> growing away <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> or growing away from you but i really really the more i think about this question the more i think that it has it really has nothing to do with the dude and more yeah. to, to do with the sister so yeah. i would Tackle it that way. Meet the guy. Be generous about – it's really not his fault. He was introduced to you in such a shitty way. It was her mm-hmm. fault. Mm-hmm. So um, – and – but yeah, the focus now has to be on you and your sister. Yeah, I agree. Keep us posted. Good luck. Really curious about this one. Yeah. All of them, really. Yeah. But let us know. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this so much. I wish that we actually videotaped this shit because it's your <laughs> facial expressions. It takes like five seconds for you to register something and then it's demented. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, while she's giggling away, please send your questions to me at sasha at laneygossip.com. Thanks for listening and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave comments and reviews. We'd really appreciate it. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.